Good morning. Welcome to the Cape League Roundup. Good morning, everybody. This is Chris Lynch for the Cape League Roundup podcast, and we have only a couple more regular season days left. And let's begin with taking a look at the most recent team. The second of the four playoff spots has officially been secured. The Brewster Whitecaps are the second team, after the Bourne Braves, of course, to secure a playoff berth. And in fact, Brewster got that by defeating the Bourne Braves last night. 3-2 at Duran Park. It was a very, very good game. Uh, this was a case of the Whitecaps figured it out a little bit late, got an offensive break a little bit late on in the game. They got a good fair bit out of their starting pitcher, Sam Bello, who uh, is from Rutgers. His list will say Maryland College Park, but he's uh, transferring to Rutgers. He threw four innings, gave up just six hits a run. Uh, he struck out three. This was one of his best performances that he has had since being out here on Cape, and uh, everyone who's on the roster right now is going to be required to uh, perform incredibly well if they are going to go on and win a championship. But that is the case for every single team. Um, that's just that's that's going to be the case for everybody. Is that everyone on the roster right now? And there's even some more pitchers coming in, some new players coming in right now. Gatuit assigned some people. Brewster signed some people, Bourne signed somebody and activated them this morning. Uh, the transaction wire for the Cape League is kind of wild. That's that's just kind of how the thing operates all the time, is this consistent string of chaotic additions and movements and all that different sort of stuff. Uh, the win on the game ends up going to Brennan Oxford from Durham, New Hampshire. He doesn't go to the University of New Hampshire because there is no baseball team at UNH. Uh, this was his second appearance on Cape. He goes to Wake Forest. Three innings, two hits, a run, one walk, and four Ks. Pretty good performance, all things um, considered. The loss on the game ends up going to a guy who didn't perform that badly, Ben Etheridge from Southern Miss. Uh, he's from Collinsville, Mississippi, so he's uh, playing for his home state team. Uh, his first loss of the season, three and a third, two runs, two hits, walked one. He didn't strike anybody out. He didn't perform that badly. It's just that the uh, Brewster pitching staff was a bit better, and the save goes to Dale Stanovich, getting his sixth of the season. He's tied for the most saves on Cape uh, at this point in time. So a good performance for the Whitecaps pitching. The offense, uh, an RBI for Jake Thompson to bring home a run in the fourth, and a two-run RBI base hit by Tony Bullard to bring home the last run the two runs that crossed in the eighth. Bourne had single runs that crossed in the third and in the fourth. The run that came across in the third was off of Max Anderson double to bring home Nick Goodwin, and Tanner Schobel got a hit to bring home Max Anderson to score. So a very, very good game for the first baseman, Max Anderson from Nebraska. He's hitting 301 at the end of the game today. Born with the loss, 22-7-3. They're still going to be the... Not only have they clinched um, a playoff spot, they have clinched the, the division championship already. 
they are well out ahead of everybody else. This is the, they are the team that uh, is going to still be the favorite when uh, August 6th comes around, which is the first day of playoffs. And speaking of playoffs, let's deal with the teams that are wrestling for the right to face Bourne in the playoffs. Uh, the Wareham Gatemen dropped their game to Kotuit, which effectively will eliminate the Wareham Gatemen from consideration. Kotuit, 15-16-1 at the end of the game today. Uh, yesterday, Wareham, 11-17-5. The loss ends up going to last guys out of the bullpen. Elias Saul from Sacramento State only goes an inning and a third, gives up four hits, six runs, all of them earned, walked one. And he faced 11 batters. This was just a game of he simply didn't have it. It ended up being a 12-5 final. The Kettleers getting the uh, win. Zach Fruit ended up being the last pitcher to throw from Dundee, Michigan. And from Eastern Michigan University, he ends up getting the win despite only throwing the last two-thirds of an inning. Really, the most effective pitcher was Quinn Matthews, the starter from Stanford, Went, full, uh, went six innings in his fourth appearance, his fourth start. Uh, has an ERA of 155 at the end of this game. Five hits a run, two walks, and six Ks. He was absolutely the most effective uh, player. and it's, it's interesting. The first chunk of this game, Tua got two runs across in the first inning on a Noah Bridges single to bring home Ryan Ritter and Eric Brown. It was 2-0 for a while. Then in the fourth, Wareham got one run down. Jimmy Crooks came home and scored on a Jack Brannigan single to make it a 2-1 game. Katuit made it a 3-2 game in the sixth. Uh, the seventh, they were able to, the Gatemen were able to tie it up and make it a 3-3 game, which wiped out the possibility for a win going to Matthews. And then they had to bullpen the rest of the way with two runs for each team, two runs in the top and bottom of the seventh. Wareham went ahead in the top of the eighth and just ran out of gas pitching-wise. They gave up seven runs in the bottom half of the eighth inning, and there was no ninth, so it ends up being a 12-5 victory for the Kotuit Kettleers. And the other team that they are dueling to uh, secure a playoff spot, Falmouth. The Commodores have a wonderful offensive display against the Hyannis Harborhawks and win 13-7. And the win actually ends up going to the last pitcher who sees the hill, Daniel Garcia from Pembroke Pines, Florida, from Stetson. He goes four innings, gives up six hits and two runs, both earned. He strikes out five. And Hyannis had a pretty decent offensive game as well. They uh, put up seven runs on 12 hits, which a lot of times would be good enough in order to get a win. But when you give up 13 runs of your own, you're going to be in for uh, some real trouble. The loss ends up going to Jonas Scalaro from Florida State, in which he gives up four hits, six runs, five of them earned. He walks two, he strikes out four. And this was just a case of the Falmouth offense really showed up and really came out to play. Chris Armstrong with three more hits from Florida. I feel like I've been saying his name a ton in these uh, these episodes, he had another home run, his seventh of the summer. He's been nothing short of just spectacular. Uh, he's been he's been something really uh, fun to watch across the duration of uh, the summer. He's tied for second in the league in home runs. Chase DeLauder and Tyler Locklear, both of Orleans, have nine home runs. 
Armstrong is of the players who have a real shot at the postseason. Armstrong is the guy who has the most home runs. He has seven. Owen Diodati of Wareham also has seven. And and then Dalton Rushing and Luke Gold of Bourne and Katuit respectively have six each. So that's how that um, that stat chase works itself out. Uh, so Falmouth gets a well-earned, well-earned victory. A needed victory, you should say. Armstrong had three RBIs on the game uh, last night. Two runs scored by Cody Colden, their second baseman. Casey Hartford had three hits, two runs batted in as well. They had a pretty balanced offensive attack. They improved, the Commodores improved to 14-5-2. Hyannis is still the only team without a tie on their ledger. 7-25, which is just it's just an unfortunate uh, summer that they've had. But after their, their one kind of singularly tough stretch, they've been uh, figuring it out more or less how to play. Uh, let's jump over to Eldridge Park, where YD faced Orleans and won. So YD not eliminated yet from postseason contention, though they are starting to run out of time. 5-1 ends up being the final in uh, in the game. The winning pitcher is their starter, Jared Lyons, from George Mason. His third appearance on Cape goes six innings, gives up three hits, a run, three walks, and four Ks. It's a good performance for him to get the victory and the offense really driven by Tanner Smith, who drove in three of the five runs, including a home run in this game, and scored a run himself. So that's a really, really nice performance by their left fielder from Oregon. The only Orleans run came across in the third. Jared McKenzie had the lone run batted in and had a stolen base as well. So the Orleans offense doesn't show, and the loss ends up going to Hayden Thomas from Texas A&M. Corpus Christi. Uh, he's now 1-2 on the summer with a 2.60 ERA. He's done a pretty good job, all things considered. It's just that you know the team isn't really quite firing on all cylinders. So uh, Tough wrap-up for Orleans. I think they've been pretty well and truly eliminated from the playoffs. And we wrap up our look around the games yesterday with Chatham and Harwich. 8-4 Harwich, keeping pace, and keeping in uh, tight. This was a close game early on. Chatham was actually leading at 1.4 to 1 after the third inning. Harwich got two runs in the bottom half of the fourth to make it 4-3, tied it in the fifth, and blew up for four runs in the sixth to make it an 8-4 to game and final. Dylan Carmouche, the uh, reliever in this game from Mississippi State, came on and pitched. He threw four and two-thirds innings. Six hits, five runs, walked three, he struck out six. He uh, came on in the uh, back stretch of the ball game and just didn't have uh, uh, have everything that he needed. Bo Keithley ends up getting the win for Harwich. He goes two innings, gives up a hit, doesn't walk anybody, doesn't give up a run, he strikes out one. It's not an eye-catching performance, but got outs. The save ends up going to Dalton Smith from Georgia Tech, his second of the summer. He's not the primary closer for Harwich, but they're trying to not pitch everybody's arms off, so uh, they're trying to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to play without getting injured or anything. Uh, three innings. That's a three-inning save. It's a really nice performance by Smith to get the save and wrap up the game. Chris Newell hits his fifth home run of the summer. And it's your typical guys that you would expect to be uh, causing damage. Tane Levins again with a uh, with a run scored. 
Press Kavanaugh with two hits and a run scored and an RBI. Newell with those two RBIs. The Harwich offense is uh, exactly as you would expect, and the Mariners improved to 18, 10, and 4 on the summer. They stay in second place behind the 20-win Brewster Whitecaps team, and as far as games for this, what's shaping up to be a beautiful Saturday of baseball, we are going to have, uh, I think the game of the day really is going to be Harwich visiting Brewster. It's a home-and-home, actually, but over the next two days between Harwich and Brewster. Well, okay, there's two competitors for the game. There's uh, there's that one. Brian Fitzpatrick is the probable for Brewster. I'm not sure who is slated to go for Harwich. Whitey is hosting Hyannis. Adam Mayer from the University of British Columbia is the scheduled starter for YD. Bourne is at Wareham, and pretty much we're just trying to see how many wins Bourne is going to get over the next five games, because that's all we've got left. Orleans is visiting Chatham, and we're those two sadly are just playing out the schedule. And the game with the most standings implications by a good fair bit. At Gov Fuller Field in Falmouth today, Katuit pays a visit to Falmouth to try and get a spot secured. Here's how close they are in the league standings. Currently, it is Katuit at 15, 16, and 1. Falmouth is 14, 15, and 2. They are pretty much dead even as far as the winning percentage is concerned. Um, whoever wins this game, it is exceedingly, exceedingly likely that the winner of this game is going to go on to appear in the postseason. It's um, it's extremely likely. In fact, the home-and-home home between these two teams on Saturday and Sunday is almost certain to be the matchup that determines who ends up winning that second playoff spot. And flip a coin on this one. Um, it's really tough to say who exactly is the better team between these two. It's easy to say who's been the better team recently. Uh, Falmouth is 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. Katuit is 4-5-1 and one in their last 10 games. This is absolutely a team that has... Both of these teams are teams that have opportunities. and They've got great offensive talent. 161 runs for the Falmouth Commodores. That is second in the league behind only Harwich. Bourne is a bit further down on that list, and actually Orleans has more runs as well. The problem is they have a zero run differential. They've scored and allowed 166 runs. Uh, part of the reason why the teams who are in first place, by the way, are in first place, Bourne has allowed the fewest runs this summer at 111. Brewster has allowed the second fewest runs at 116. So that is the matchup. By the way, I don't have probables quite yet for the Cotuit and Falmouth matchup, but those two games over the next two days are the make-or-break games for both of these teams. Today it's at Falmouth. Tomorrow we are at Katuit to determine, to really, to determine the last of the playoff matchups. I hope you get out and enjoy some baseball and see any of these excellent games and these excellent teams. We're entering the last week of the season to do so. Thank you so much for your support of the Cape Cod Baseball League and for enjoying this episode of this podcast for... Uh, I hope that you got some knowledge out of this. I'm Chris Lynch. Enjoy some sunshine and enjoy some baseball.